like as soon as we landed yesterday. As soon as we landed yesterday, like I just started getting the cold. I, it's been an awful day. I just took some really? medicine. I'm going to sleep as soon as we get done with this. You got COVID? Got like a, no, I got a bad cold. Oh. COVID. Come on. <laughs> I'm just uh, saying, I'm man. Like I was reading, my mom was sending me the articles while we were down in Augusta about how they were saying more people got COVID than scholarships. <laughs> but we was we was negative, though, which was a big thing. But I wanted you to come on and, and talk about your experience at Peace Jam, the talent that you saw. And what was it just like being there because last year obviously we didn't have an official UIBL well it was an incredible experience being there um being able to take our guys down there it was very unique because it was we were there for two weeks right. playing basketball um, it was really no downtime I mean the day we got there was kind of off day but because of the COVID uh protocol we had to you know handle COVID and then we practiced and then the day we had off heading into Peach Jam was the same thing right uh, you still had practice in COVID so it was 13 straight days of basketball and from a player standpoint I know it was exhausting um very demanding on their body but as a coach it was the same thing you know uh I was down there I was still working um doing my job as well as um you know, doing my duties as an assistant coach and helping out Coach Owens and uh, Coach Howe, however it was needed, uh, as well as doing scouting reports. And it's different doing scouting reports down there because you need to know the tendencies. And these guys do it at an elite level. So you really need to know, like, what the heck is going on with them. Or, right. Uh, if not, I mean, your team can be embarrassed. Out there. No question. I mean, kids are playing as if you was watching them at the high, like, power five division one level. They're going up yeah. and down, watching like Jalen Duran and like Derek Lively, like those guys that are 17 years of age, but they playing like they in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, they were grown men. I mean, for us, I mean, that was one of the most difficult um, scouts to do because, yeah, you had them, but then you have their wings who all of them are going to go power five as well. So right. you need to know exactly what's going on with everything in terms of that team on top of the fact that uh, we're playing them during the live period. So that's already we knew it was going to be a highly anticipated game, not because of us, quote unquote, right. but because of who they have. And it turns out once we get there, we're able to compete at a high level. Our guys were able to lock in on the scout and lock in on who we were playing. And the good thing that I loved about our guys is um, one thing that I always say with my friends is like the water will always rise. No and um, with us, I think that's what took place. You know, our guys are very prepared. They work just as hard as anybody else, but they compete at a hard level and have a chip on their shoulder. So it didn't matter who we were playing. I knew that they would compete at a high level. We were a dangerous team out there. A lot of teams didn't want to play us. You know, right. though we went seven and five, I mean, it was if we didn't just bring our game and we didn't want to play, it would show. <laughs> but if we're locked in, you, you can't expect to get a win on us. Right. No, there was no easy victories in, in any of our games down there. And I think it all started with um, it started with our point guards, uh, Tayshawn Comer and, and Jalen uh, Jackson. The both of them, they took it upon themselves they, that they had a point to prove and they were going to do it on both ends of the floor, um, which allowed the rest of our team to take on their attitude and, and carry that toughness that they have. I mean, those guys, I would have hated bringing the ball up the court against them. Man, and they, I would have hated they guarding you 94 feet. 94 feet, you got their six, their 15s and 16s, like, behind the bench. Talk about that, like, coach. Yeah. Like, like they brought a college atmosphere, and they're not even in college yet, but that's 
10, 10 to 15,000, if not more, in a Division One arena. Right, right. D2, so D2 and D3, yeah, there's nice arenas all over. But what you saw from the 15s and 16s supporting their 17s and how loud they got, you would think it was a huge arena. Right. Are you referring to our 15s and 16s with well, us there? Yeah, us there, but we didn't make the most noise. You know yeah, what no, I mean? No, no. Yeah, no, some teams were incredible. I mean, they bought their 15s and 16s. And then on top of that, I mean, you were able to have two tickets per family. And I think there were some restrictions mm -hmm. with that. But um, some programs, they came down there like, hey, we ain't got nothing else to do. Let's grab something to eat. We'll go to the 15s game. Let's grab something to eat. We'll go to the 16s game. Let's yeah. go back to the hotel, come back and watch the 17s. So for us to play like that, especially in the team final game, I mean, they had – the coach that's at the end of the bench yelling throughout the game, just unreal things on top right. of the fact that they, everyone in the gym, with an exception of people who had uh, Indiana or Ohio driver's license, won at team final to win. So when Fletcher hit that big three to put us up, it got real quiet in there. It did. Yeah, we, it did. We celebrated, but it, it was a fraction of the people that were there. So, yeah, it, it was huge. That game was nuts. I mean, playing in that – like, it wasn't a big gym either. Like that, right. that court was really small. Like you, you was bumping against someone, but I, I think we had a really dope showing, just globally. Like, can you talk about the, the stock of Jalen Jackson and how much he's gotten better and being promoted and the opportunity he rose to the occasion. Absolutely. So Jalen is a kid for years. I mean, I came over to Indy Heat when he was in the eighth grade, and I've always loved his talent. He's always been on our red team, but he's always competed at a very high level. He's always been a strong physical guard that can defend multiple positions, one through three, I would say. Um, but he's always rebounded at a high level. I think where he, what he was able to show is that, yeah, I can defend, and yes, I can play uh, some combo guard. But he showed that I can be your full-time point guard at your school. I can handle your offense. I can handle your defense. Uh, not only that, I can guard the best player. If the best player plays one through three, I can guard him. I'm physical enough to guard guys taller than me. Um, I think uh, Jalen, and one thing for him that a lot of people, a lot of college coaches are wild by is the fact that he rebounds at a high level. Um, Man, he does. If you, and I, I think it's amazing because every one of our games, uh, we out-rebounded our opponents. And I think that started with our guards, such as Jalen, uh, Tayshawn, Fletcher. It was never a game where one of those three didn't have six or more rebounds. CJ, before he got hurt, I want to say the game before that, he had six rebounds. Um, so, you know, with Jalen, I thought that was huge for him because he was able to show I can run your offense. I can finish at the rim through traffic. I can uh, pull up if you need me to, and I can make big threes. No question. Um, he, 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 showed, he showed that in this game, like, he could step out and, and make yeah. if you don't put a hand out. Also, what I do love about the fact is that he can post up smaller guards because his body allows him to. Absolutely. I think that was great. Um, that's one thing that I, I credit Coach Howell for because he he watched a lot of Jalen's games this year and I saw a few of them, but not many. And he saw that Jalen was posting up a lot at his high school. So uh, anytime we saw a little guard or a guard that may be taller, but light right. uh, in the butt, we're definitely going to post Jalen up because he's going to win that battle nine times out of 10. He's no either going to score it or he's going to get a foul. So either way it goes, it's a good thing for us. How, how how important was it for us to have Tayshawn play defense and offense at a high level? 
because, I mean, he was our floor general, and he did a phenomenal job his two yeah. weeks at Peace Jam. Yeah, it's incredible. It's a testament of the hard work that he puts in. I speak with him, I don't know, a few times throughout the week, and right. I talk with his father as well. They're constantly in the gym. There was never a time where I looked out there in any of our games and said, oh, he's tired, we got to get him out. No, right. it's like we can keep him out there. We can put Jalen in there with him as well, and they both can, you know, play the point right now and play off the ball. Um, but it, it made so much sense for Tayshawn to show what he's great at. I think his conditioning is through the roof uh, for his age group. His eth- his work ethic is through the roof for his age group. I thought he was able to really show people that, hey, I can knock down the three. I can knock down yeah. the pull-up. He looked like Chris Paul in the mid-range he coming did. off the ball screen. <laughs> Man, snaking the screen and then with yeah. the pull-up, like it was just super dope to watch him perform because we didn't have the guards where you could take advantage of when you played against us down there. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if you look at Trimble um, that played for uh, Phenom U, if you look at him, he's going to North Carolina and Tayshaun made him uncomfortable the whole game from the start. I right. mean, in his Jersey, if you look at the second time we played him, he brings the ball over half court first play of the game, throws it out of bounds because Tayshaun made him that uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, I, okay. I think, I think he was by far the best uh defensive point guard that I saw all weekend. If they were to have an all-defensive team, he would definitely be first. No, I, I agree. Did you have a favorite game out of all the games? We went 75, but did you have a favorite game that you could recall right now? Um, team final. I thought that game was incredible. I mean, the second LeBron walked in, uh, That's right. Like, oh, LeBron did walk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you like you like no. This game means something. You look over there. You got Cal on the sideline. You got Jim Beheim. You got everybody who's who's were there. Um, and to see that our guys made big play after big play. I mean, you look at Jack Kerensky, go in and get a tough M one uh, when we're down by two and put us right. up one. You look at um, Tayshawn being able to make plays. You look at uh, Kevin Njai and, and Big Wolf being able to rebound. and, and Fletcher really hit that four-point play. That was big time. Fletch, Fletch hit the four-point play. And, I mean, we can't forget the big three that put us up with 20 seconds left. Uh, right. I think that was by far to me. I, it felt like I'm from a small town in Mansfield, Ohio. So our sectional games are unreal. And, you, and it's like that here in Indiana as well. But right. it just made me think to sectional games that I played in when I was in high school, where every play matters. You feel like you're pulling teeth. Everyone's nervous. You got nervous sweat happening. I had to go back and take a shower after that. I couldn't go <laughs> eat. Right it, after. It, it was crazy. It was intense, man. LeBron, man, LeBron came in with his walk. I'm like, yeah, man, Bron's about to walk through my lens. Let me get a nice portrait. And right, right. AK Ink Tapes did a good job of capturing the moment of LeBron right. and Fletch hitting that play. Yeah. that I mean, that in itself, I mean, I don't know what our numbers were on that clip, but I know that that's going to go down to history for Indy Heat as one of the best clips ever. I mean, you look at it, it's LeBron sitting there talking. You come out of LeBron's conversation right into Jack driving the baseline hard on the baseline drift. Everybody helped. He's finding the best shooter by far in in the whole tournament. Wide open. He knocks the three down. It's a coach in the background, college coach in the background, holding up the three. And Fletch is talking crazy. Like, that's the thing I love most. Fletch was not afraid of the moment whatsoever. No, No, he prepared for it. Like, he's the definition of proper preparation prevents poor performance like Absolutely. he act like he'd been there before he act like a high 
major player, which he is, and he showed right. the reason why he's going to Purdue, and I know he's going to thrive there. But putting Fletch on that all-first team was huge for us. It was a huge accomplishment for the program, and credit yeah. to his teammates for getting him open and trusting him to make that make the open shots. Absolutely, and I think that came because the two, one thing I can say about the two weeks that was really good is our guys spent so much time together. They like so, each other, like genuinely like each other. <laughs> genuinely like each other and genuinely excited for each other. So when someone's got it going, whether it be Fletch in the game, Krishan had a good game uh, our last day um, against Georgia Stars. We are genuinely excited for everyone when they have their moment, and we want to make sure that they're having their moment. Um, however it happens I mean everybody's had that stretch and I think that's really what helped uh, there was not one person pouting uh, when we were down there which is a huge testament um, Tay Davis had stretches throughout the whole year where he just goes on the run you're like oh he's got it he's super special um, and I think that's just a testament of our program in general yeah absolutely no it was big time we represented the program our culture like the indie heat like putting us on the main stage because what was it, Sweet 16 we were? Yeah. 16? Yeah. I mean, shoot, we we went down Friday. Well, last game was Friday. We won two in the row, and, you know, we put our fate into each one, teach one, which they're a very good program. But right. who wouldn't have said we would have had our own Cinderella story and upset some teams in the Elite Eight? Absolutely. I truly believe that. I think, you know, uh, CJ getting hurt early on, it hurt us, um, and we didn't feel the effects of it till later. Yeah, when we really needed to utilize all of our depth, we were able, um, you know, to insert Krishan into his starting position, and then be able to bring Jack, Jalen, and Wolf off the bench. But it, it really hurt us because I thought we went down there with one of the more deeper teams. We um, did. I, I and agree. Then, yeah, and then you go into. Uh, Jack gets hurt, hurts his back in his last three or four days down there. It's hard for him to even stand up, let alone play in the game. And you can see the pain all over his face. But I went down in one game. I said, what's your pain level? One through 10. Yeah. And he's like a 10. I said, okay, well, we're going to hold up. No, I can play. My right. pain is at a 10, but I can play. And that was probably three days. So we probably had three or four games left. And he battled through it. Like he did. That just speaks to the toughness of him and who he is. And that's the toughness of our team. I, if TJ, if CJ's wrist was not broken, say it was just like a spring, he's playing. It's no yeah. questions asked. Yeah, they said uh big fella, AJ Casey, was playing with a broken finger. I mean, he yeah. Yeah. And he grinded it out. And man, talk about when we played against Bronny, because that was another game, big huge game for us to strive for greatness. Like, yeah. CJ, that's when CJ hurt his wrist. Like, yep. we had that game. But a lot of people talk about Bronny's game and the critics about how he's not like LeBron, but he's, he won't be like his father. But I right. think he's a really good player. If you could talk about his game and what you saw uh, and, and give the, the listeners another perspective of his game. Right. Yeah, I think it's not fair to the kid to compare him to his dad. I mean, we're talking about one of the top five players all time. Right. Uh, so, yeah, no, he shouldn't be his dad. Uh, but he should be a Division One basketball player, uh, which I believe he is. I think he he shoots the ball well. He's able to go, play the point, and he's able to play the two. Uh, he's got good size on him. He's a good defender. Um, he has great court vision and a high basketball IQ. Um, so for me, I looked at him not as LeBron's son. I looked at him as, okay, he's a high major point guard. How do we defend him? 
Yeah. Um, so what our thing was in terms of the scout report was we know our strength in terms of defense is we're great in the gaps. We're amazing in the gaps. And then we're really good on the ball defending uh, at all positions, but especially at our point guard spot. So it was Comer, make him as uncomfortable as possible. And I think he starts the game off like that. And Bronny's first three-pointer is an air ball on the other side. Not because he can't shoot. It's because he was so out of rhythm. We play really good deep team defense out there. Absolutely. You would you would think we, we practice as often as we did, which we rarely did. But they, our team just played phenomenal defense team-wise, collectively. Right. Right. And I think that's a testament to our kids. All of them go to – not all the time do you coach kids in high school that go to good um, or in AAU that go to good high school programs, but our kids do. So when we're able to teach it on the fly, where we're talking about gap defense and we're talking about helping recover and we're talking about forcing them sideline, baseline, and not giving up middle, these are things that aren't foreign to them. They've heard these things before. Uh, when we're talking about, you know, against this player, we may want to ice the ball screen on the side. But this player, we want to send them to the ball screen and possibly read the situation, which is the trap. And we need to zone up behind. It's not a foreign language. So I think that's what really made us a good defensive team. And then the fact that we were able to secure rebounds. It, 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 our defense, you hear it all the time, defense turns into your offense. But it literally did turn into our offense for us. No question. And in the last segment that I have, do you think that, well, we'll have the EYBL sessions again, but having more made hoops events and like how we had in Kansas, like cause I wish our 17s would have went to Kansas. Nope, by no right. by any means, but having those made hoop events will help you prepare for uh, an event like Peace Jam. Absolutely, absolutely, because you're, you're going to play against the top talent, right? And then the thing that I like about the main hoops events is that sometimes you may get the best Under Armour team to come in. Or, for example, when we played at the one here in Indianapolis. Um, Was it Michael Porter the, Jr.'s team? Michael Porter's Jr.'s team. And Puma's they, team, yeah. Puma. And they came, and it was a tough game. It was our last game here. So I think more events like that helps. I mean, it always helps because for us, we're lucky to be able to host running slam. Yeah. We're blessed, and that's one of the better tournaments throughout the Midwest. Um, and most of the time, the way the calendar and schedule align is that we play that right after EYBL weekend, in between two EYBL weekends. Yep. So that's a great test for us. Um, so I definitely feel that way. I think um, the key is is continue to have depth on the team. Uh, you need anywhere from eight to nine guys. And it, in regular AAU, doesn't make sense, but EYBL rules, it makes a whole lot of sense. Um, just because of the length of the games, the style of play, you're playing 24 seconds shot clock at the 17U, um, defense in three seconds, extended three-point line, possessions are fast, um, guys get tired fast. Um, so I, I think um, definitely playing in more events like that or playing in high-level tournaments such as uh, running slam or – those things help you um, in terms of preparing yourself to win. 100%. And – what I was going to say, last question I have for you, what advice would you give a young kid who wants to play in the EYBL? Because EYBL is a big thing to the kids. And Absolutely. they will do anything to compete at the EYBL level. But what advice do you have from a coach perspective as a player to give to a young kid that has ambitious playing in the EYBL? Stay true to who you are. Uh, continue to work on your weaknesses for sure, definitely. 
But when you are on that level, one thing that we told our guys a lot of throughout the two weeks is play to your strength. This is not time for you to come out here and figure it out. Um, and obviously, if you work out all the time and, you, and you're constantly playing basketball, your weakness will become your strength. So do what makes you more comfortable. Uh, another thing that I would say is uh, really, really remain focused on your high school team. Remain focused on the details and, and the scouts, because in high school, you get a full week for a scout. EYBL, you get six hours. You get two hours. So those are the things that you really need to learn how to be locked in. Don't be afraid to challenge yourself to be uncomfortable throughout your high school season so that once it gets to EYBL, you can become more comfortable. Uh, it, it's, it's no way of mimicking it, right? Um, right. I mean, you've played in the EYBL. You on the first team when we went yeah. to EYBL. Uh, there's no way of mimicking that. You can't mimic that size. You're not going to find a Jalen Duran walking around. It's not no. going to happen. Right? Seven two, Derek Lively, like yeah. a pro yeah. walking around, glassing everything you put up, could step out and shoot a three, and know his role. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's the thing. Is like know who you are. I think that's why. Um, you look at, for example, Wolf. He goes down there and just being Wolf. He, we all know on our team Love he's Wolf. a college football Great player. Human being. Right. Yeah, right. We know that he's a college football player. He goes down there and get a Big Ten offer, not even trying. He's just down there playing his role. His role is to come off the bench, be an energy guy, rebound, talk on defense, be a leader, be a man out there. And that's what he did. He went there and got a Big Ten offer. Man. And I'm now happy. he's got. I'm so happy for him. <laughs> He's a great I'm human being for anybody that knows Wolf. He's from out of Ohio, like just yeah. a genuine brother and acts really mature for his age. Absolutely. Very mature for his age. He was a leader. It was never anything that we couldn't – if there was any time where it was a disagreement or something in the huddle, Wolf's the adult. And right. he's going to make sure everybody's on the same page. So, you know, be true to you, who you are. You look at Krishan Christmas where I think his best basketball is way ahead of him. Um, and he has success, and college coaches are talking about him because he's going down there being who he is. He's a great defender. He's yeah. a great um, – he handles everything in loose balls or 50-50 balls. He's going to be in there somewhere. He's not going to foul. He's not going to waste time. He knows his strength. Um, I think that's why, you know, Jalen and, and Tayshawn was able to have great success this past weekend. They knew who they are. They played to their strength. And no, everybody did. You know, right. nobody did anything outside the norm. Jackie and Tay Davis and Fletcher. I could talk about all those guys forever. It was nice being around them, man. And, you know, in this digital age, you know, they was crushed that it was their last game playing AAU. Right. And, and those guys literally always hung out with each other every night. And collectively, I, I really believe, like, they're going to stay in touch, like, during the fall. Absolutely. Just because of the, the culture that – Indy he provides, but I appreciate you, bro, and everything you've done for us this past spring and summer. Right. No, no doubt. I appreciate what you've done for us and and what Aaron's done with Indy Tapes. I think um, you guys have made these kids experience a memory, right? You can always right. talk about it, but now you guys have it documented on our Instagram stories or whatever. You may send them private videos that you just have taken of them goofing around in the hotel yeah. or something like that. Those are memories that they'll always be able to have. Me and my guys who played for All Ohio Red back in 2004, we can just talk about it. Yeah. Maybe have a, uh, a Polaroid of it. 
these guys have actual footage of in the moment. And I think that's huge. Yeah. Like I love everything that you guys did on the court, but oh, yeah, the off the court footage that you had and the memories that you were able to help these guys create is, is unmatched. That's why we're the best program. I don't care. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, we're one of the top in the country and, and we do an impressive job from the personnel to the players, to leadership and the admin. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you, bro. That's why I wanted to have you on. No doubt. I appreciate you allowing me to come on here with my sniffles and all. Yeah, yeah, uh, no. I'm, I'm glad you <laughs> held it together, but I appreciate it, bro. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. I appreciate it. Hit me up. You need anything. Right.